this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. What is being a woman a year? Sometimes people can't do that because they don't know. There is like a generational aspect to this like sex conversation. Yeah. There is a, a deprivation of pleasure across generations. And to break that cycle, these parents have to decide I'm not going to make this the same. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to put my kid through what I went through. I think that even the self-love aspect, as well mm-hmm. as like even the cramps, the emotions, the things like that. Yes. Like I will say being in a being raised in a, in a household where like emotional regulation is not being pushed and you have, mm-hmm. you know, parents that are using like manipulation and things. You can't even go and say, I don't want to go to school today. I don't right. feel the best. No. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to have that in the home. You could have a perfectly healthy home and not perfect. But, you know, you can literally have nothing going on that's like any red flags and parents are still pushing like no you're fine everybody else goes to school with their period you can too you don't know like every woman's journey is different and i think right. that as women we even put it on each other where we don't believe each other okay you know that's like, it right there sometimes the biggest perpetuators of the patriarchy and the issues of period shame are women hey sugar you're listening to not just another sex podcast i'm your host samaya burton I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I'm your host for today. And we have an amazing episode for you. I have like the star of all the coochies here. All the, the, the coochiest star of us all. She's here because, you know, y'all come to me when it's like some sex stuff and, you know, all that. That's eventually. But it starts here with the vagina. Yeah, that was good. We should have some edits. Oh I am sitting here with Dr. Shars. I know y'all probably don't even know this her name. Yes, Dr. Shars. You're like, Coochie famous. Uh, you know what? Th- that is the first time I've ever been called that. I was here. I do. I do. <laughs> she speaks for not for all coochies, but the equality mm-hmm. of all. Hey, Amen. I want people to live their best lives. <laughs> I want quality always. Yes. Um, so that applies to all parts of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm super excited to have you. You like spent the day with us here. Yes. Um, we are shooting in Tulum today at the SE Content House. Yes. Um, Dr. Shar's got some content today. So I was super excited. Um, her outfit went with the set. So it's just a good day. Um, I am going to give you guys a heads up. If I sound crazy or my energy look crazy, it's not her. She's amazing. I swear. I'm, I'll, I'll blink twice if there's a problem. <laughs> but my wisdom tooth, you guys, yes. is, yo, I don't, like, that should be the adult tip of the day. Wisdom teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not. But, um, my tooth, it came all the way up. And then yes. I was like, okay, well, I, I'll get it pulled. You know, they have me set out for a month. And then all of a sudden the skin was like, oh, hell no. And like, tried to grow back over oh. it. And so I had to take, so I'm on this like concoction of indica gummies, Advil, and like sleep when I can get it. Okay. Okay. Um, and or gel. Yeah. Oh, you poor. Yeah. So here we are. Dental pain is a different type of pain. My gosh. It's a different type of pain. Well, you look amazing. Well, thank you, darling. Shout out to Couture on our face today. (laughs) Um, So, but we are going to get into this episode because we do have some amazing things to talk to you about. Um, I feel like this won't even be your last time here. Let's just. Oh. Yeah. We'll just we'll just start off here, and you guys send us more questions as as we get through. Um, But before we get into the episode, we're going to start off with a review. Um, It says five stars from Amber B Seven. We appreciate you girl it says i love it here samaya every week this podcast gets better and better you are my favorite pastime and i'm sharing your episodes on a daily thank you for sharing your story your gifts and knowledge with us again i love it here thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you um when you guys leave these these are words of affirmation for me i promise you i know you're probably like oh somebody else gonna leave a review no these shows are completely free to you guys like when you go to apple you go to spotify it costs nothing but this full production it does cost something for us and just leaving a review or rating the podcast on the app it goes so much farther you think that's how we get on the charts and it's like oh this is the number one podcast of the year and it 
it goes far. So please make sure that you're leaving those. And then also I'm a person. So when I'm second guessing myself or, you know, you just had those days and you're just like, am I even making like impact? Um, Going to these reviews, you can just see the way that they're writing them, that they're serious. Like, you know, it takes like when we pissed, we'll leave a review in a second. But Mm -hmm. when you really like something, we we don't share it the same. If anything, we act, especially for creatives, like think about your last lady, you don't necessarily give her no about because you don't want your appointments Mm -hmm. to be. Now I can't get an appointment. Uh -uh, I like it when you available. You you like it when I'm not paid? Like okay. what? Or it's like, oh, who's your who's your eyebrow girl? Uh-uh, because she already be booked and and things like that. And it's like, you guys, you can't do that. So please, please, please tell people about what we're doing. Um, because it it helps. So um, so you're gonna join me on our little path today of the episode. Yes. Yes. Uh we start off with the adult tip of the day. Okay. So the adult tip of the day is just like a little five minute nugget to help you just have some perspective because all of a sudden we wake up and we're these adults. We're the adults in the yes. room. Oh Lord. Right? Like if somebody passed out, can you do, well, you're a doctor, so I hope so. So, you know, it's like, can you do the CPR? Like, what do we do? Yeah. You know? Um, but sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's my therapist says, or it's like a life hack, like get you a cleaner. Why? Like, mm. you know, really explaining it so that way we can digest adulthood just a little bit easier each yes. day. Right. Um, so today's adult tip of the day, um, is old is the goal. Yes. And so a lot of people say it, um, I know that Steve Harvey said it on a, on a, in one of his interviews is like, we forget that old is the goal. Cause like when mm-hmm. you die young, everybody's like super sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we start getting older and we start complaining, but it's like, wait, that was the goal. So yes. like embrace that change that you see in yourself. Don't, um, don't like, don't think or compare yourself to like the younger people. Like we're trying to get where you are. And I bring that up today because as a gynecologist, mm-hmm. you deal with coochies of all ages, you know? <laughs> vaginas of all spans yes. and ages and things like that. And of course, um, of course, we're going to get into getting into puberty yes. and all the things that change for us at those times. Um, but also the ladies that have done it before and they're losing their periods and they're, yes. you know, and they're transitioning into an older stage of life where their body is changing and, yeah. you know, and all of that. So it's just like old is the goal. And I just want you guys to know that you are beautiful um, at any age. And the fact that you're here is really where the beauty is. So please don't be intimidated by all these things that are going on, um, old is the goal. That's what yes. we're, that's what we're doing all this for, Absolutely. you know, to get to. So, um, that's the adult tip of the day. So don't be worried about when things hurt. Sometimes it's hurting because you're not stretching, not because you're getting old. Don't, don't blame it on old. It's just, if you don't stretch for 30 years, shit exactly. happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so after this, we go into our Twitter talk. Twitter talk mm-hmm. is where we either talk about something that might be a little controversial. Sometimes okay. it could be messy. It could be the tea. Like you never know which way it could go. Um, but just a little small, um, conversation because, um, black Twitter is always like the start of every conversation. It's not even it Twitter is. anymore. And yet we still call it black Twitter. Because it, black Twitter is a culture. Like it's yes. a, it's a movement. Like we, we're not changing the name. Absolutely. So, <laughs> um, today's Twitter talk is about over the counter birth control now yes. being accessible. Mm-hmm. So of course, um, I know that you you have been um, informing us about this and yes. some pros and cons and, and things like that. But I want to talk about a couple of things because, of course, there's always been this talk of, well, if you give a kid birth control, you're just encouraging them to use it, which is like unrealistic because you already know y'all parents wasn't giving it to y'all and y'all was still doing Ooh, it anyway. That. That's it. That's it right there. Y'all was still doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> um, there was that. And then mm-hmm. also... Um, I just want to discuss like what, um, like give us some information as far as like the over the counter birth control. And then one of the reasons that you think that this is like, or a few reasons that this may be a good, you know, a good situation. So I'm glad that you brought that up. People definitely worry in my office all the time. Parents are like, if I put my child on birth control, I'm giving them permission Mm. to go have sex or am I encouraging this? The reality of the situation is there was actually a study done where they looked at folks that are on birth control uh, or hormonal contraceptives. Are they more likely to engage in risky sexual behavior or be promiscuous and have more partners or just have an early sexual debut? None of that was true. Mm -hmm. And the truth is your child is the child that you raised, right? And a little medication doesn't change that for them. It is not alcohol. It is not something that's changing your inhibitions, right? right? It's a different type of medication. The other piece is that when we think about the way teenagers make decisions, they're rather impulsive. You know, it's not like, oh, my mom has insurance on this car, so let me drive her <laughs> to that pole. No. Yeah. The reality is, if you are trying to help your child prevent the risk of having a teen pregnancy or an unintended pregnancy, the appropriate route is contraception. Yeah. And that's the thing that works. Shaming them does not work. 
teaching the abstinence no only does not work. It actually increases the risk of teen pregnancy. Because you have curiosity that's growing. Like you told me, you said, don't touch this. It's so amazing. Don't touch it. Hello. (laughs) That's the the reality, right? Yeah. Uh, And so giving someone access to birth control does not increase pregnancy rates. It decreases it. It does not increase the likelihood that they will have sex. That's not how teenagers make decisions. Yeah. Uh, And so that is all untrue. And I love telling parents that because parents want to do what's right by their kids. They do. Yeah. You know, their method can be a little flawed. Their rationale may be a little flawed, but they genuinely want to do what's best for their kid. And they worry and beat themselves up with profound guilt that they're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah. So part of being a good doctor. We'd be fucking up anyway. Uh, don't, you, I mean, you just don't do it. No one's perfect. Yeah. But part of being a, a good doctor, in my opinion, is, is speaking to those fears so that you can say, actually, you're making the right decision. I see you're worried about that. The science is that is not something to be concerned about. Yeah. So go ahead and do what you believe is best for your child. The other piece is over-the-counter birth control. When you think about just getting birth control, even getting plan B, yeah. the more barriers you put in place, mm. the less likely I am to go get it. And so if I have to yeah. talk to someone to go get it, I'm probably not going to get it. Yep. If I have to show you my I'm going to do the pull-out method. I'm probably, okay, and pray. Right? So, you know, you're not going to affect the frequency of sex. Sex has been mm-hmm. happening since the beginning of time. But right. you will potentially put a barrier up where folks are not able to access it. Even just the girls that come to me, the patients that I see, I'm like, wow, you had to tell your mom that you wanted to come to a gynecologist. Mm. Miss school, your mom had to take off work. You had to call your insurance to yeah. get here. Right? That's a big yeah. deal. It's a big barrier. And it doesn't need to be that. And it's awkwardness. It's so, to have sex. It's so right. much, it's so it's, much it's, awkwardness it's, around that. And, and I'd love to see you. I welcome you. But fear, like when you really think about it in reality, it's so many steps. If your mom is me. already scared to put you on birth control, them mm-hmm. having to do all of this is not really going to help. It it's going to be like, help. we're doing a lot to do this. You're exactly right. You know what I find though, is that some of the, a lot of us are stuck in puberty, mm-hmm. like as just as grown women, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not even talking about the men on this episode. But just because it just doesn't But I hope you guys are listening Because there's a lot of information That's going to be coming here You have um, a wife You have moms You have daughters You have nieces And things Mm -hmm. like that Um, But just for the sake of how I talk today When it comes to the ladies I think a lot of us are stuck In our own own level of puberty Mm -hmm. Which is where Because we're scared We have to make you scared You know what I mean? Like we're scared So I'm going to scare you Because Mm -hmm. I don't know any other way Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I know for me, I avoided going to um, OBGYN. Like, I remember the first time I had a yeast infection. Now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I understood that I had a yeast infection, but I didn't want to tell my mom because if we had a headache, she was like, are you pregnant? Okay. Are you pregnant? Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because I was like, but I'm not. And at that time, I just wasn't having sex. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was, it was like, Keisha Cole, you should have cheated. It's like, uh-huh. I should have fucked. Yeah, because you don't treat God, me like, like, you know, and it doesn't make you feel good. And also it's like, okay, so clearly when I do tell you that I'm having sex, you're going to change how you deal with me and what you okay. think of me. And now I'm dirty. And then like, it's, it's so much. Um, yeah. I do think that when we introduce children to over the counter, like contraceptives and things like that, I think that instead of worrying about what you're introducing them to mm-hmm. give them all the responsibility, not mm-hmm. like solely rely on them, but it's like, you know what? All right. You're a young lady. Now, if you're going to go get your birth control, that's no problem, but make sure that you grab your condoms, make exactly. sure that you're showing up with yeah. your lube and make sure that, you know, has he gotten tested? When was the last day come mm-hmm. forth with like this type of approach? Right. Because now it's like, okay, what's that? If you say, you know, you're going to have sex, no problem. That's so good that you're being responsible. Like if you decide to do it, but make sure that you know about this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. Just the the steps they have to go through to learn the information is going to help you make a better decision. Absolutely. You and know I what I mean? this all the time. Parents are not trying to raise overgrown toddlers. Your goal is to raise functional adults. Right. And if that is your goal, you need to let them test the waters. They need to feel responsibility. They need to feel some consequences. Not the dire ones, right? Right, right. You don't want them learning in that way. But there needs to be a, okay, if you make an adult decision... It got some adult repercussions you got to have some sometimes. Adult responsibilities yeah. And understand these adult repercussions. But pretending that your teenager or your child or whatever is going to be in this forever toddler phase where they don't have sexual desire or a desire for pleasure or companionship or intimacy is it's a disservice to them and yourself. Yeah. And the repercussion isn't the sex. The repercussion is 
no matter who you are, if you're not careful about who you share your body with, it's yes. not the question your body that's the problem. No. And you have all these people that are having bad sex now and you literally don't do any of these things yourself. Mm-hmm. And then now you're literally teaching it to someone else Absolutely. without, you know, at asking for the help. You know what I mean? Yes. Going to the doctor. And I know mm-hmm. for me, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of pressure to be the cool doctor because it's like I wasn't talking to them white ladies. You know, when okay. I got a black doctor, I thought she was the coolest Let's- Honey, okay. I said, like, I just, I wanted to tell it's, her. I had nothing to tell her, but I wanted to tell her everything. <laughs> if like, I had something to tell you, I would. If I had something to tell you, I would. And, and you know, and I don't take that for granted. I see when I walk in the room how the patients say, Whew. I mean, you yeah. just see them just say, oh my goodness. Or they perk up. They're like, oh my gosh. I mean, because yeah. that there's so much that's unspoken in our black womanhood and what we face and the ways in which we fear that people will view us. And so to see someone that looks like you walk in the room, you're like, hey, that's one less thing for me to worry about. Yeah. Now I can get to the real issue. Like, I got vaginal discharge. You know, you can get yeah. to the real issue. <laughs> there's some stuff going on over <laughs> okay. here. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. If you're enjoying the topics over here, honestly, I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform. I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests. I've interviewed Mr. Marcus. Yes, that's the porn star. Passion Jones, who brought on her husband and her boyfriend, and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails, as well as Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. That conversation was amazing. We did some examples of our dirty talk, and let's just say you need to check it out. Don't just take my word for it, make sure that you click the link below and sign up today. There are over 250 workshops, classes, interviews, and so much more. All right, now back to the show. Okay, so as we move into, and we're going to go ahead and move into our our topic portion, but um, to the Twitter talk point of just talking about pleasure, I've went... Some clips have went wild. I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't tap in and watch the entire episode, but I've mm-hmm. talked about, um, there was a, like we did a Reddit question where it mm-hmm. says like, if your child, um, asked for, um, a vibrator, would you give it to them? Ooh, that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so my stance was, it's less about the vibrator, mm-hmm. right? Because you can say, you know what? Hey, we can start with fingers, but th- most people's issue got st- caught up on, you shouldn't be giving a kid a vibrator. Okay, but what about the self-pleasure portion of the topic? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we know that their hormones are changing. These are factual things and the things that it makes them feel is real, Mm -hmm. right? So how do we, if you're asking that question, that means that you have something going on that you know, or your period has started, or either you have your period. When you talk to them about periods, sometimes they're like, they're not even having sex yet. Well, you talk to them about their period, scaring them that they might get pregnant if they have sex okay. now. So technically you did have talked to them about sex. You just didn't talk to them about it. Right. You only you did a one side. Yes, you did one side. And <laughs> yes. so my thing is that, okay, can you teach them that, Hey, these are the feelings that are going to come up. Yes. And I, those feelings are real. But what I would tell you is that there is a full scope of things and mm-hmm. I want to teach them to you, but you can't learn all of them overnight. Just like with your bicycle. Like, that can we, you know, And so it's like, let's, let's take some steps. Like I'm going to teach you about all these things, but there is a certain time and your period starting is the first step of you changing. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that you want this now, but if you do come and talk to me, let's talk about it. And we'll have these conversations. So you don't feel like a lot's changing in that, you know, you might have questions later, but start with self-pleasure because you don't know these children. You don't know if their parents are teaching them the other way. So now you know more. And also, you know, things change when you you do this. So like mm-hmm. really giving them why you don't think they should have sex. But some of y'all are not following those same things. You telling your kid don't do this and you will sleep with anybody. And there's okay. nothing wrong with it. I'm encouraging you to get, get, get bent and stuck <laughs> and all those things, but in a safe way. And safe doesn't exactly. necessarily mean like the condom safe. Sometimes like means, is this a safe person for me to exactly. share my energy with? And you one know, of the things I always say is the safest sex is the sex you have with yourself. Mm. Hello. Mm, and so when you really think about it, and I have parents, they come in and they're horrified. They're like, my 12 year old was using this, you know, all the things, massage guns, (laughs) people use a lot of things and they're just horrified. And I'm like, so what scares you? Mm -hmm. What about that specifically scares you? I mean, I think she was going to injure herself. No. What scares you? What scares you is that she's a sexual being. Mm. And that she's desiring pleasure. Yeah. And you, if you're scared by facts, the change needs to be in you. The odds right? are you probably aren't feeling the pleasure yourself you either. You've got to deal with yourself because these are factual things. 
Your child, being human, is going to be a sexual being. Because you can want them grandkids to... at 27. Okay. and just yeah. While I'm still trying to figure Randomly. out which bank account is which, you're okay. going to be like, oh, where are the grandkids what are, at? Well, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out me. So it's, it's really discrepant when you think about it. You have to understand that that child that you're raising is going to be an adult. And they are, it is their right. Pleasure, pleasure is their birthright. Absolutely. It is their right. Yeah. So to want to withhold, it's like, do you really mean that you, you want your child to ever experience pleasure? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Do you really mean that you don't want them to ever you want have them to any other with you? No. You don't want them to have, <laughs> is safe sex wrong? No. What is your issue? The issue is that you have not done the work internally to deal with the fact that your child is growing before you and will eventually be an adult. And you have to come to terms with that because yeah. you can't stop it. I feel like the, I think there's a level of a conversation that I feel like, um, you know how men are, men will bring up like you PMSing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and yes, it can be offensive when it's thrown out willy nilly yes. anytime. Right. But I do want to talk about the responsibility of being a woman. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I wish was different in my um in my story was the responsibility of being a woman. Mm-hmm. And I saw on one of your posts that you said, um, your mother never prioritized perfect attendance. Mm, yes. And I think that's some bad bitch shit. Like yeah. I heard that. Like I hear that because, mm-hmm. um, I think that we can build confidence in our sexuality and ourselves in yes. these young girls without shaming them about their sexuality or calling them hot tails or fast right. or, you know, Oh, you changing because it is, or you got that little teenage attitude. And that's all you hear. That's all you hear. But mind you, these grown ass women Mm -hmm. are walking around with the same attitudes and they don't know how to emotionally regulate when the, because mind you, you guys, PMS is actually real. Like those hormones. Have you ever been going through like you about to get your period and Mm -hmm. you like literally feel something and you like, okay, I feel this so strongly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just wait two days because I don't know if murder really, (laughs) it really makes sense. Like this would make sense. I get, and then Mm -hmm. two days later, your period come on and you're like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that it's different from, it's different from boys because of course boys have never been taught to really enjoy their emotions or express their emotions. Like we're changing that, but so they're not dealing with that, but at least with boys, they have a feeling and then they learn to deal with emotions Mm -hmm. or you know, regular times, but when your hormone emotions hit mm-hmm. and you are PMSing and things like that, you're snapping at people. And, and, and so I think that when you say never prioritize being, um, and you never, she never prioritized perfect attendance. Right. I think the responsibility and joys of being a woman are, okay, it's time to take care of ourselves like ladies. Yes, exactly. And the, the classiness of it. So mm-hmm. people are worried about being fast or introducing them to sex. If you're introducing them to sex, introduce them to being a woman. What is being a woman to you? Right. And, and and sometimes people can't do that because they don't know. And that's that's yeah. the part that I'm trying to really work on. There is like a generational aspect to this like sex conversation. Yeah. There is a, a deprivation of pleasure across generations. And to break that cycle, to change that cycle, <clears throat> these parents, people have to decide, I'm not going to make this the same. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to put my kid through what I went through. I'm going to do things differently. And I love my mother for Saying that perfect attendance award that they give out at that little yeah. honors ba- banquet, get that good all A's. Yeah. We don't care about that one. Yeah, and the reason you do we what don't you need is because our family, we have a big family. Family vacation matters, and I can't co- coordinate that through all your schools. And so we're going to take that vacation. If that yeah. means you have to miss two days because your brother's spring break was here, that's what's going to happen. Because I run my family, and I'm teaching you these values, and it's important for us to have a vacation as a family and self care. And, yeah, and it teaches you to kind of really just say, okay. Just because something is the power, that's just because it's the standard. Is that right? And is for that me. right for me? For me. For me. Yeah. And so that says, if there is a right for me, that means I need to get to know me so that I can better understand and identify what's right for me. Yes. So it gives you agency. Right? Over your body. Over, over your, your body, life. Over your life, over your story, over yeah. your career, over your partnerships. It gives you agency to say, huh, that doesn't work for me. I'm not saying it's wrong for you. But that doesn't yeah. work for me. And I have every right to, to just say, I hear that. Not for me. Yeah. Ooh, and I, I think that, that the self, I think that even the self-love aspect, as well mm-hmm. as like even the cramps, the emotions, the things like that. Yes. Like I never had crazy cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank God. Like, but hey, I mean, when you waste some of the things in my life, it's like, okay, bitch, one thing. <laughs> <you did. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one good. thing I didn't get, but it's hella <laughs> shit, you know, that I went through. But um, I will say, being in a being raised in a in a household where like emotional regulation is not being pushed, and you have mm-hmm. you know parents that are using like manipulation and things, you can't even go and say, "I don't want to go to school today. I don't right. feel the best." No. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to have that in the home. You could have a perfectly healthy home and not perfect, but you know, you can literally have nothing going on that's like any red flags and parents are still pushing like no you're fine everybody else goes to school with their period you can too you don't know like every woman's journey is different and i think right. that as women we even put it on each other where we don't believe each other okay you know that's like, it right there sometimes the biggest perpetuators of the patriarchy and the issues of period shame are women yeah and i always say periods have range just because your period was fine doesn't mean that your daughters or your friends or your co-workers period doesn't bother them. Yeah. The, the reality is we have to believe people and leave enough room. If your narrative does not leave enough room for everyone's lived experience, then it is flawed. Yeah. It is inherently flawed. And so I can have my pain-free periods and you have your painful periods and that's still within the realm of reality. And I can meet you with compassion because I can say that that's what you're experiencing and I believe it. Yeah. But only you experience it, you know? Absolutely. And that's hard. That's hard to convey to some parents who are like, well, periods are a normal thing, so it should be normal. Which what does normal mean? Has left normal. <laughs> normal was back, you know, it's yeah. natural. It shouldn't be. Have you heard of a natural disaster? Not all the that's same. Okay. <laughs> so natural doesn't mean it's not traumatizing. Natural yeah. doesn't mean it's not debilitating. Natural doesn't mean it's not terribly painful. And so sometimes we say these things, but what do we really mean? Does it leave range for someone's lived experience? Yeah. If it doesn't, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. There's no such thing as never or always, honestly. Okay. You know, there's just exactly. no such thing as that. Um, I think one of the biggest things that bothers me about like the autonomy over our own body is mm-hmm. that even today as a 31 year old woman, if I wanted to get my tubes tied, I still have to have my ex-husband sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or a partner that I'm with that's serious, um, depending on the doctor that you go to. Mm-hmm. Now you can find another doctor, but you know, like you said, it, the more steps and hurdles you put in there, exactly. the more difficult that is going to be. And I think that birth control as a whole mm-hmm. I love that they're offering it over the counter. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that because we're going a step in the right direction. But the truth is, is that there are a lot of women that have been put on birth control that don't want to be. There are parents that put them on birth control because they're like, well, we don't have a choice. Well, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, if they use it wrong, it still won't work. Right. And then you have two. Now I have to be on birth control because it's like, oh, well, I don't know if you want to get your two. And mind you, I didn't do it, Mm -hmm. but I did ask. Because yeah. I did get a divorce and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I have one child. I don't know if I want to have a child with multiple, you know, with yeah. multiple men. And mm-hmm. I don't know what my career is doing. I'm in production now. Like, yeah. hell, I live in a van half the time. I don't know if I want another kid. Like, that yeah. could be more, you know, these are real things where I'm just like, you know what? Um, and so for me, realizing that there's something like, oh, well, you're, well, you're only this age. And so what mm-hmm. did your husband say? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not married. Oh, okay. Well, we do it at the age of 35 or you have to be this age. You don't know why. You don't know why I know what I know. And like, it's one thing if they say, okay, this is an irreversible decision and we just want to make sure that. And that's what it's supposed to be. Right. And give me the class or the same way they give you the divorce class. They give you the divorce class. You think, how many times do you think that class and save divorce? Probably zero. Like really, really. But truly. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like about, you ain't gonna be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I think y'all can work it out. I'm not doing no, the divorce. It's about informed consent. Give yes, but give me the information mm-hmm. and then let me do it. But them telling me that, like, I had to. I literally called my ex husband one time. I said, "Look, I've been considering this. I don't know what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. Like when we first split up, and I was just, I wasn't sure. But mm-hmm. again, it wasn't them telling me no that made me change. It was because that really was a decision I need to think about. You telling me that I needed a man or that I didn't have the right that to that is what fucked me up because I was like, wait. So if I really did want to go through with this. You're telling me that I can't without a male consent. And that's insane. And I really want to point that out just because in certain states, so in uh, South Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, they do require you to sign a paper if there's going to be some sterilization practice. So if there's going to be removal of the uterus or tubes tied, okay. they say you have to sign this paper. That was to kind of correct for some of the forced sterilization that occurred primarily to minorities okay. um, in the South. And so that is something that's certainly uh, the standard. But some practices will just say, oh, you know, we're just too young. I, I feel more like, comfortable. What does that mean? I had someone say that they didn't feel comfortable prescribing birth control to someone because she wasn't 18. I'm like, because she can't vote? What is your logic? Like, what is the basis? But all these children active, that have kids. And you would deliver her child, but you won't give her birth control? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so some of these, some physicians and some people in power just impose arbitrary, 
non-science-based barriers just because because their because of their value system. And part of why I love that my mom kind of bucked the system is that she basically taught us your value is in you. No one else can teach you what your value is. And you know that I, I think I'm kind of getting away from the point, but ultimately, no, I think we, it all matters. It's, it but seriously people project does. on other people, creating other barriers. And it's yeah. just like, you sitting there trying to make a decision, but now you can't cause you mad. Cause they told you, you got to yeah. find out. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And there were times that women couldn't get birth control unless their husband signed off on it. Okay. Like it, it's, there's so many layers of issues that we really have to call out and, and heal from so that we can make better decisions for future generations because we don't need to be doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's absurd. I do think that um, one of the things, you know, we were talking about that has changed. And one of the things you do in your practice mm-hmm. is that it's non it's not optional at all for for the parent to leave. At some oh. point, you are leaving this room because I need to talk to Miss Mamas mm-hmm. by herself. Absolutely. Like, and so and I, I know for me, um, you know, puberty and being seen by the doctor. I don't know if I would have ever told like the doctor that my dad was molesting me mm-hmm. when they asked though, have you had any sexual interactions at all? It doesn't have to be sex, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're trying to just get a feel for where you are. Mm-hmm. Even then I wanted to t- like, just say something because it's like, I didn't want to get in trouble. Right. But it was like, even if I would have said that they would ask more and it, I could have like tried mm-hmm. to manipulate a situation where the truth comes out, but it was just not knowing the doctor. Yeah. Right. And then you've already in front of me asked, oh, do you want to talk to me without your mom? And now she's looking at me. You know what I mean? And And you also have these being in a room where your parents are more upset at you possibly having sex with a consensual teenager your age compared to you being you not being as upset at some of the things that are going on in the household or like, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that is still so much like autonomy over our body that we don't have that our parents hold like I feel like our parents take our pussy personal or our puberty personal and it's 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 and I'm not saying that they knew any better right but there is a personalization of that process and that's actually something I'm going to be writing about in the book I'm writing I mentioned that to you yes I want to know more about parents because it's about how intentional parenting, so parenting where we know better so we can do better, mm-hmm. can transform that puberty and period experience. Because there is that concept, right, where where parents are like, her puberty, her purity, virginity, whatever, is mine. And it's like there's this deeply personal attachment to it, potentially because of what they experienced, because of what they felt like they didn't have control over. So they want to exert control over something. But the reality is just because you didn't have control over your puberty or period experience doesn't mean you get to then snatch it away from your child. It is their right. It is their life. They have the right to experience this on their own fully and freely with your guidance. I definitely feel like the... The responsibility of being a woman, I I think that that's something I'm going to do differently. Like yeah. you said, the the intentionality of parenting. Okay. For me, I think the intentionality of like embracing your new womanhood and yes. embracing you being a man. Like for even with my son, it's mm-hmm. like he's like I'm a man like daddy. I'm not going to not correct him. You are a little boy right now. You're mm-hmm. my little boy at that. But if that's what he wants to be, it's like, okay, well, if you're a gentleman and that's what I call mm-hmm. him, you're a gentleman, we open the door for young ladies. Yes. Now, usually he open the door for somebody else and I get hit, but uh, you, you clearly <laughs> you fi- you're figuring it out. Yes. You know what I mean? And saying, you know, that's your responsibility is to treat everyone with respect yes. and things like that. And so I watch it because some things are like not just for ladies, but also I have no problem with, with chivalry and you using your masculine energy for this and Absolutely. someone using this for that. But I think changing the narrative of how we bring our girls into yes. womanhood, because, you yes. know, it, you know, especially black mamas, I'm not your little friend. And mm-hmm. I, f- I feel that a thousand percent, but that does not mean that I'm the person that doesn't believe you. I'm not the okay. person. I remember when I started having sex, it was one of my mom's friends at the time that actually pulled me aside and gave me a better talk. And she was mm-hmm. like, well, Samaya, now that you started having sex, you're never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And she said, cause at the end of the day, you're going to do it again. It's not, you're never going to stop. You might not do it mm-hmm. now. You might do it in two years. You might do it in whatever, but you're never going to stop. Therefore, you need to make sure that you take responsibility of your body yes. and you need to, you know, shout out to Miss Tracy. She, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Miss Tracy. She sat me down um, and she was like, you know, so what are you going to do to make sure that you're being responsible about your body? 
and make sure that you're not just giving this, this, this in way. Yes. She said, because whatever it is that you have going on, it's special. It's yours, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was more so that giving me something to take pride in versus yes. breaking me down, Shame. scaring the hell out of me. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It, it goes, it would have went much farther. And yeah, so shame and fear do not lead to good decision making. It never has. It <laughs> it never, so why would, why would why we, do we keep doing time? it? The other thing that I, I really want to drive home and I will in, in my book as well is that policing is not the same as protecting, mm. right? And so when I think about that, policing and protecting differ in where you think the threat lies. Like, I'm going to police you if I believe you are the threat. Yeah. I'm going to protect you if I believe the threat is out there. Yeah. And that's what parents are teaching their kids. When they only police, like, I'm trying to catch you in something. What mm. T.I. did to his daughter getting her hymen checked annually, that was, I want to catch you in something. Oh, my god! It was gosh. not that I want to protect you. And it's so right? ignorant because your hymen can break okay. riding a pony, riding a, a bike, bike. You can fall. Uh, and it has nothing to do has, with, with sex. But that's the thing. If we are, like, operating on these misconceptions... We are just causing further harm and shame and fear and then really doing a disservice to our kids because now they're operating from a place of shame and fear because that's what you taught them. You didn't teach them that they have inherent value and what they have is special. And so they don't say, oh, I need to be, you know, thoughtful about this because this is kind of dope. You know, it's like, I'm not worthy. Let me have somebody else teach me my worth. And that actually makes them more vulnerable than just teaching them what's right. So question, how do you feel about male OBGYNs? Like what? Yeah. I've I've heard that some people like their male doctors more mm-hmm. because they automatically believe you. They're like, and I understand that people have had some bad experiences mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, he just can't get it. But a lot of women are like, well, because they don't get it, they are paying more attention to each mm-hmm. other. They're not right. Nothing is normal to them. So they see everything and things like that. For me, I think having my upbringing, I just wasn't with any extra yeah. men touching me at all. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess, do you feel like they take, they're doing the right things? Like as far as like learning the information, technically mm-hmm. your career field can be taught to anyone, but, yeah. but there's definitely also some, I think some, uh, some benefits of you being a woman, so I you mean, know, I think that's very valid. So when we think about that, some people are like, well, I want to go to a woman because they'll understand, you know, childbirth and pain. I haven't had a child. And so you're not talking about me. You know, I don't know. You know, and at the same time, I'm a little bit biased. My dad and brother are OBGYN. Okay, gotcha. So you. I do have that understanding. And I don't know that my dad believes his patients more than I do mm-hmm. or anything of that nature, but I could see how someone would like that. The important thing is that we have a right to have the doctors that we want around us mm. and to build the community that we feel supports us best. And so if my doctor community, and it primarily does, looks like black women, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. But if it wants, if I I want to have a man because I trust him or we have a good relationship, that's appropriate as well. I do believe that when it comes to medicine and just science in in general, there is an ability for us to want, anyone can learn it, but to kind of separate, it's not that we separate the humanity of it, but we see things in a scientific way. People always joke with me as, you know, when I first was a little baby doctor, all you do is look at vaginas. Isn't that gross all day? It's like, I'm thinking about like how to take care of someone. I'm thinking about literally my mind just isn't there. My mind is not in a judgmental. What does this look like? Is that look like, that's yeah, not the yeah, yeah. place that we're in. And so I do think if I can believe that about myself, I need to be able to believe that about my male colleagues. Yeah. But especially a person with a different upbringing, a potentially traumatic past, if having a female doctor makes you feel more comfortable, you have every right to do Of that. course. You know? Of course. And so I believe they're capable of it, but I also see why my role is important. Yeah. And I feel really good about being able to be that person for someone. And I think that the men are are becoming that period, just like no matter what field they're in, they're mm-hmm. trying to be more understanding and oh, they're yeah. they're opening up to their emotions more, which helps them open up mm-hmm. to ours and all of that. I know that my current like primary doctor, I got to let him go. Girl, mm-hmm. I, I had him because I needed like blood work done. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, let me go to here. But I was like, oh yeah, I can't take my clothes off, honey. I can't. Like he was yeah. such an older man and he didn't do anything, but I, I like I didn't connect with him. Um, it seemed like more his mindset, which I could have gotten an older woman doctor, you yeah. know, which I had with delivery where it was like she thought it was best to say bitch you was wrong mm. so it was like you know it's all these things so I think that when we're looking at doctors just looking at how they make you feel and how it makes you feel heard and not going to the person that maybe treats you like your parent maybe going to someone that right. gives you a different freedom than your parent you know we go to what's comfortable and I think um choosing the right health care um 
you know, person is, is super oh, important. So important. How has your, um, how has that went up for you now that you're like on Instagram and you know, do, do people request you more? Do you find difficulty or how um, do you? So I think I, the first time, so when I really started to kind of gain more followers, mm-hmm. I started to have patients where, you know, the, the kid, you don't care nothing about them, but their mom would be like, I followed you or something. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, okay, that's wonderful. You know, and, and I think the best part about it is, I stand by everything I put online. You know, I'm not like a different person. Right, right. So it allows me, and it's still in line with the work that I'm doing. For sure. And so it allows me to just, I still show up as myself. And so I I walk in the room the same way. And they're like, you're just like how I thought you would be. And that's precious. That's amazing. Now going to other doctors, sometimes I do worry. Like, I don't necessarily want to go into a doctor for the first time. Like, oh, I follow you. I'm like, you know, can you just take care of me? You know, so there's that part, but I, I I don't want to pretend that I do you think that more people come to you more because of that? Or has you, have you seen an influx in that? Oh, I definitely, I have people calling from, you know, I have a a small town in in Georgia, uh, where I was practicing Columbus, Georgia. Um, people were calling from like out of state, like I would pay, Mm. like I'll fly my daughters down there. And it speaks to the importance of having a safe space to take your child. Um, and, and really the power of social media to build rapport with people, right? When you're walking with your doctor, you're judging in those 10 minutes that they're in there. Like, are you reasonable? Are you trustworthy? You know, right. You don't have enough time continually and you see their character and you see what they stand for. You're like, I can really get behind this. I believe you can do what's right. I, I trust you. Yeah, uh, and so I love that there's an opportunity to potentially build trust even before people are my patients, yes. even if they're never my patient, uh, to build that kind of community and trust. And your book, so like, what exactly is your book going to encompass? Um, and then we'll you know shift because yeah. I want people to understand that even if they can't get you as their doctor, you are leaving your work in so many different areas Absolutely. on different podcasts, mm-hmm. um, your page, and you know we're looking forward to seeing way more content from you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> more um about what this book is going to do yeah. and also um the last question is how what has been the biggest change or what has been the biggest joy of your mm-hmm. job because i know that you're seeing different generations branch over and yes. you're seeing women step into menopause mm-hmm. and or you know men ago because at this point you got a whole new <laughs> life starting right um and so what has that transition been like? Because I know we focused a lot on puberty, yeah. but what about when we get to the, the you know, transition to a different spectrum Absolutely. of, you know, our hormones and, and things like that? So uh, to answer your first question, the book I'm writing is primarily dealing with the puberty and period experience, but it's written to intentionally speak to the caregivers. So the guardians, the grandmothers, the mothers, the fathers. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's important that we open up that space because there's a lot of single dads. There's a lot Absolutely. of... Um, you know, co-parenting occurring. And so there has to be, a, that other parent has to tap in. Be a safe they place as well. Out. Yeah, they need to be able to manage this as well. And the thing about parenting is your job is to guide your kid through all the stages of their growth and development. Yeah. Dads do not get a, a pass when it comes to the puberty and period years. Absolutely. And, and your child remembers that. Your child remembers how dad showed up all the time for everything else and then abandoned them when they became a more, you know, sexually, you know, obvious being or their secondary sex characteristics, their breast came in. So they're like, oh, yeah. am I not worthy of the love of my father because I have breasts? Like, what is that? What are you telling them yeah. about how they interact with the opposite sex? And so it's going to speak to the ways in which parents can drastically improve the puberty and period experience, primarily by learning the facts, by understanding (laughs) what the actual science is. So you don't TI your daughter and and go get her hymen checked when that's completely useless, right? Learning like this is what's normal. This is what's abnormal. So they can get care earlier so that your child could potentially find out about things like endometriosis or PCOS or things like that earlier. Um, And then also being able to be like, how do you champion your child to be their best and healthiest and most fulfilled self. Because those puberty years are really often marred by a drastic decrease in self-esteem, especially for our young girls. Because of how society deals with us, because of how adults believe that black girls are are more advanced or less in need of nurturing or less in need of help, just by general adultification bias, these are the things we have to be aware of so that we can fix it. We start so putting it on them from exactly. jump. So it's like, oh, you got that going there. They just showed me this video off of TikTok where this, the girl gets her period and it's like all the guys in the house. No one knows what to do. Someone's like, why'd you spill uh, tomato sauce on you? And another one is like, oh, my gosh, she's bleeding out. She's going to die. Oh like, right. you know, and it's, you know, it's it, and like I said, that's why I say you have to come back from multiple conversations because we yes. just can't fit all the needs in oh, every single. So- you know, just this but, initial conversation yeah. is letting people know this person is out here. 
she does this. Yeah, <laughs> she's and that's my I want to be able to say a tangible thing that you can reference multiple times. It says you're not alone in this. We didn't always do the best job as physicians in teaching you this. Your parents and grandparents may not have known this, but you can do better. You yeah. can change the cycle. You can make this difference. And so that's what the book is. Yeah. Um, and then your other question was like, what's something I think that has bridging the gap with the generations and, yes. and some so, of your favorite things that you've seen because you are a part of generational pattern breaking because, absolutely. and that makes you a game changer, well, you know? And, and like, that's what I was drawn to when I first was exposed to my subspecialty, which is pediatric and adolescent gynecology. I was a medical student and I was going from a teenager who was a basketball player who literally just had irregular periods and a mom who was like, she needs to have regular periods. Periods. And I was like, what is the disconnect? But the mom was like, I need her to have a period mm. so I know she's not pregnant. The daughter was like, I need to know where my period is coming so that I know what's packing my way back because we wear white uniforms. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was so, you know, there was a disconnect. Yeah. But when you really sat down and take time and you really say, these people are a value and I know that they can be better. I know harmony can exist and I know that we can connect their goals. When you really believe that, you sit down and say, how can we connect this? And so when you really take that time, I said, this mom wants to make sure that she's not pregnant. Well, sis was not interested in males anyway. It was not sexually active. Mm-hmm. So, so many layers there. Right. Um, but I was like, wow, communication is key. And so I think the thing, my favorite part is bringing resolution to like a family dynamic, really speaking truth to power. So when I see my, the kid comes in and is like, I want to use tampons. And mom's like, you cannot use tampons. It'll mm-hmm. take away your virginity and you'll die. You know, now like, you'll ah, die. Okay. You're giving them the tools to have the conversations and and, and, hopefully can make them closer. It's like, I see why you believe this. There's some, there's some validity to this story, but let me tell you what the truth is. And let me tell you why she's actually not wrong. And I can help you to make this better if that's what you want. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I count myself very privileged to be able to do it. Um, But the, 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 the wounds that are there, the need to speak true to those wounds and to address them before you move forward. That's the part that's missing. I believe Uh-oh. in healthcare so much. Yeah. Like when you're not willing to, to, to really get on their level and say, let's talk through this because I care about you. Yeah. And I know that if I only talk to her, this will never get solved. And if I only talk to you, you'll get home. It'll never get solved. That's the beauty of the work. And I'm just like, I can't believe I get to do this work. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that you're definitely breaking down um, barriers and I'm just super excited that, all these vagina conversations are coming to the forefront, all of them, because it's just like watching. Um, we are our grandmother's wildest dreams where yes. we live in this life where pleasure is allowed to matter. And, yes. you know, people are looking for the solutions and we believe you and we understand that whatever is going on, we believe you. And I think that all of us as teenagers, whether you're boy or girl, I think at a certain time, people just stop believing you. Yeah. And it's like, y'all be adults and y'all be lying. So the fact, you know, like you said, that confidence going down around that time, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is associated with no one ever believing you again and always blaming everything on your bad attitude. Well, mind you, y'all grow up and y'all still are doing the same things. So and that's just in full retrospect. But um, we are going to move on to our sex tip of the day. Okay. Um, our sex tip of the day is because our, my first business, I think that's the one where we initially kind of like made contact there was, um, is sexual essentials and it still lives. It's just the heart of it has been transplanted into not just another sex podcast mm-hmm. because it's just so many different educators and types and things like that. And when sometimes just one door closes and another one opens and for me, it was moving into production, moving into this, but um, those classes that work, I still do it. And so I save a place on the podcast for it. Um, and so this one is about running red lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk about it because a lot of people are like, oh, no, I'm not having sex when my period mm-hmm. is nasty. And like you said, we play into that patriarchal, patri- right. say the word for me. Patriarchy. Thank patriarchal. you. Because <laughs> I, yes. I, I can't. Like, I so, I've been here and made something up and they be talking about me in the comments and <laughs> I just, I, I be saying it, you guys. I just, I take the higher road or delete it, but I do be making up words. So like we pour into that by Mm -hmm. saying certain things like, oh, that's nasty and that's Mm -hmm. this. And like you said, sometimes we're looking for the verbiage to talk about, right? So I thought that we would break that down. Um, If you want to hear more about this, this is also a class on Patreon. Um, 
And we'll get more into that in a second. But um, I think that a lot of people don't discuss it because one, there's a smell that has come mm-hmm. along with a lot of periods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that people don't understand that they can remove that smell by changing their approach to how they handle their monthly cycle. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people would be using a little always little flaps still mm-hmm. and or they tampon and it's like, you know, well, some of that smell is because you're using those specific items mm-hmm. when they do have organic pads or they do have cup, the menstrual cup, or right. they do have the, what's the, the disc? disc. Yes, mm-hmm. the disc. And it's just like, and some people are free flowing. They got, they got period yep. panties. They yep. have all these different things. And so sometimes that thing is just like, okay, it just, it smells crazy and, and things like that. Some of it smells crazy because of the type of product that you're using. Like if we're approaching the conversation of periods differently in 2020, 23, then maybe we should be approaching the ways in which we handle our period as well. Like, Pat, like I remember the first time I did a cup. Not gonna lie to you, yes, I bled everywhere on accident because I didn't get the. Exactly, I was like, gotta get it right, right. It was a. Like mm-hmm. that, that su- like, suction. yes, yep. the suction. I was like, Oh, but I've helped so many women get it in yes. now. And they're like, cause you, after that first time and you boil it, like soften it up a mm-hmm. little bit, you fuck around and forget. Yeah. You will fuck around you and forget. Will forget that you're on your, y'all forget. It's so amazing. Like I'm talking about wearing white and all types of things. And it's just like, if a lot of it is our, what we don't know. And we let that we, so we become, we talk about, you know, the older women, but we become that so soon. We refuse to do anything different with our period refuse. And we're like, uh, uh, that ain't going to work for me. Cause I can't just be dragging my ass bleeding around. You ain't even tried it. You exactly. don't, you ain't even looking look to the you. box. You don't know how it works. Like just even the science around it. Right. Um, and so I think that's a portion of it. Um, but also too, I don't think that we acknowledge the fact that you'd be horny as hell on your period. Okay. I feel, I'd be feeling that's like it. you can mm-hmm. eat, eat a rare piece of meat on your period. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's real. Yeah. You'd be horny as hell. Yeah. And I also think that there is this, um, this internal thing that we feel like we have to cut our sexuality off when our period is on or we have to stay away from men or, you know, and a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, do you still want to come over? I'm on my period. If you said you didn't want to come over anymore because because I was on my period, that would be a a problem. (laughs) Now, unless, you know, you're talking about a fuck buddy situation. If we're not doing that, you know, Uh, but yeah. And you know, that doesn't come from nowhere. And so I've been talking about like period stigma, period shame for a really long time. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I'm trying to like tackle. Uh, But when you think about all around the world, you know, even just religiously, like the religious basis of periods being dirty, it's a very, very strong and consistent pattern across yeah. all types of religions. And it's really a body cleaning it. So, so I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so much there. So you really have to unpack that. Like, okay, I, I, I know what Leviticus says. All right. But what about oh, Leviticus? Like, truly, you, you <laughs> won't pull it out of Leviticus and you don't, not nothing else in that Bible. You ain't reading nothing else in that Bible, but Leviticus else. says Leviticus? it is dirty. <laughs> like, so, truly. So those are the issues. You know, there, there's some, um, you know, hip, hypocrisy there, first yeah. of all. But there's also, like, what is the basis? And so when you really just talk through it, um, you know, period sex is fine. Like, it's totally fine oh, if, gosh, you're, if you're comfortable so with it, right? Yeah. The truth is there's increased blood flow down there. The orgasms can be way more significant. Oh, my Period gosh. sex can improve period cramps. There's a lot of aspects that people don't consider. And if you do, you switch to those menstrual discs mm-hmm. um, that because of the way it's made. So the menstrual cup is a little bit more rigid at the base and it has yeah. oftentimes a little stem that allows yeah. you to remove it. The men- menstrual discs allow you to actually have paint period free or I'm sorry, mess free period sex. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot out there if you do want to have sex in your period. But you're not it's doing not, any of the research. Yeah, you're not looking. And if you don't want to, my God, don't. But, but don't shame but other don't people. Don't let the reason be shame and fear and don't yeah. shame other people. Absolutely. That's, that's the real takeaway. Yes. You know? It's what we're putting out there when we don't want to do something. It's right. just always a reflection. That mirror reflection that had, you don't know this person. They've literally done the research. They have decided. You, we tell everybody as women, like our bodies aren't the same. And then we treat everybody else then like our body is the same. It. Yeah. You're exactly right. I mean, it, it kills me. Again, if 
your standard does not leave room for everyone's lived experience. You're doing it wrong. It's flawed. It's flawed. Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing I will say for me, this is a vulnerable moment, you guys, not like the rest of the show isn't always that, but um, is that, you know, just always that smell of wonder, like even like after your period, a lot of women will like even wait a couple of days before they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, get oral or whatever. And I've learned a few things, which is one, if your period smells crazy, one, look at the approach of how you're handling your period. So mm-hmm. we've talked about, you know, even the cup and the disc and like I have a video on Patreon that shows you how to put put it in um you got to go ask the grass for sure <laughs> um <laughs> to put it in um but also the the way you which you do it so like get in the shower first laying mm-hmm. down a towel um things like that and then also if your period comes out and it smells crazy mm-hmm. what are you putting in your body that smells it crazy yes. you know I mean, what i mean when you think about it blood has a smell right that yes just, that just makes sense yes but like really offensive bad smells putrid crazy evaluated yeah. And that's the importance of not saying that every period smell, every vaginal discharge, every secretion from the female body smells bad. Because people will never know the difference between normal and abnormal. And that's really the the harm. Pussy has a smell, y'all. It, 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 it has a smell. It can't smell like roses, like rose petals. It just can't. Like Truly. It can't smell like pineapples, a freaking edible arrangement. Like, it just cannot. Yeah, it can't. you should not expect that. And it's unrealistic to expect that. Um. But at the same time, by, by never acknowledging that fact, we set ourselves up for failure. Because when, when the smell does arise, we're like, it's broken. Something's wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's, there was discharge. And, and it, can te- it tells you different. It tells yeah. you different and things. And my favorite thing is to be like, do you know what normal is for you? Yes, because your pH can be different right. from your pH and my pH are two exactly. different things. And that's really the thing when you were referencing kind of like the smell that can linger after the period. So blood has a pH of about seven. The pH of the vagina is much more acidic. And so it changes that pH. Sperm yeah. changes the pH of the vagina. It's These are the facts. But yeah. your body then regulates back to where it is. and so Because it's self-cleansing. And, okay. And, the body don't do what it does. And that's, <laughs> it's, it's a self-cleaning process yeah. that is unique to your own body. And that's why all of these other things is douches and wipes and pH balance, whatever, whatever. They never quite do it right. And they don't work for everyone because everyone is different. Everyone is different. So I actually have, and I know a lot of doctors and I've, I've never debated this because the way most people use it is generally correct. And as well Mm -hmm. as that's not my degree. Um, And they're like, you know, you don't need any feminine wash. You don't need this Mm -hmm. or that. First of all, the soap soap never goes inside of you. No, any type of precisely. Yes. It, 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 Mm -hmm. No, no. Now, like you said, for different people and like the lips and you have the, right. you know, your labia and things like that. For me, I do like my company does a fem wash soap mm-hmm. and it's just a very loft, light, very light soap mm-hmm. because, you know, the dove you use in your body or things yeah. like that. It just they don't mix for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't mix. And so for me, it helps give me the daintiness that I need yes, with that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, but also again, <laughs> once and I've tried other people's soap. Now I tried somebody's soap and I thought my coochie was gonna fall off. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that that was a terrible soap. What I will say is that soap could be made for a stronger mm-hmm. pH, you yeah, know. It did not and work my, for you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whatever's in the bottle has one pH, and no matter what, different people are trying mm-hmm. it. My stuff is gentle. Like mm-hmm. I, I I use a very gentle setting on my mm-hmm. coochie but different people are different things like yes. they use black soap on there like they they d- dr Bronner's. they can whistle through them coochie lips <sighs> like okay. we put that little free you use the little mint one you know if you wipe it under your booty hole you <sighs> just you feel like your ass can whistle <laughs> It just, but i'm just a lot of times it's the smell and i just want to encourage you guys um to even if you're not comfortable with sex, try self sex, you know, mm-hmm. like solo sex, because mm-hmm. um, it does help with the cramp. I don't have like crazy cramps or anything yeah. like that, but when I do, it is so bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's because I'm not used to it or because it's just so bad, but I've had a child and I think that it's bad when I do have it. Mm-hmm. I'll masturbate, mm-hmm. get the, get the orgasm. And sometimes sex won't work for y'all because y'all faking orgasms anyway. So it's not really doing the thing that we said it was going to do, but that is a whole <laughs> nother topic. So it's like, that's not going to work. What's well, not working. Cause yet the sex y'all having isn't mm-hmm. finishing and y'all don't know how to talk about it. But the self sex, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go with that. 
try to self sex. When you do the self sex though, and you do have the mm-hmm. orgasm, and you feel those those oh um, yeah the contractions the, mm-hmm. the contractions um of the orgasm though, it really does help because yes. sometimes your 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 contractions just need to get out. Mm-hmm. You know they need to get out. Um, but um, so you guys can check out um a how to have period sex as well as how to insert um your menstrual cup um on our patreon that's already there um we're definitely going to have to bring you back and have you um as well and you know do a class on some of these things and make sure you guys check out her page because there's so many like reels and videos and all kind of stuff um i've seen you do all kind of it got the disc in there you know i try to do all the i have i have um some rubber coochies in there we should have we should have been doing but now you stuck with me so you're gonna come back and you know china girls stick together um and so that's our sex tip of the day um but our spiritual tip of the day is Mm -hmm. where we leave folks and so the spiritual tip of the day is you know i know people talk about um higher self Mm -hmm. and you know that the ethos and the full moon and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like um, sex and periods, um, the things that we don't understand are the things that we kind of rebuke sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just wouldn't be the woman that I am today without acknowledging my spirituality. Um, and that's not a, in replacement to religion. It is all encompassing of all those mm-hmm. things that ancestor that's tattooed on your arm. Like, that's a part of spirituality and, and things like that. And so we try to give just a little bite-sized piece so people can kind of just, some of the tools that we need in healing are not going to be in Leviticus. You oh, know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they're not going to be, sometimes your avenue exactly. is just something different. Um, and so um, I was going to give two um, two recommendations um, for your period is one, make your period a beautiful thing, not a nasty thing. Mm-hmm. And that's especially to the moms and dads out there as well as yourself. Um, but I know that I've met some dads that like they give their daughter like a gift basket. And it's like whenever it is their period, it's like, hey, let me know. And then they just give them a little gift basket. They might not know how to deal with their emotions yeah. all the time. And just because, you know, you could say the right thing and it'd be the wrong thing. If I'm okay. PMSing, like I you, we can't be trusted during that no, time all the time. No, like it, it's sometimes okay. it's difficult. Um, But like taking that like beautiful approach i think is yes. something that people need to work reframing on it. um yes. yes reframing it and just you know do you need anything and just being gentle with somebody especially when they you know quote unquote seem grumpy yeah. um and then also emotional period tracking when yes. we were talking about um just being responsible for your emotional in that time just because you're going through something mm-hmm. <laughs> that is real for you doesn't mean that you get to take it out on everyone else exactly. and i think that you know as women we've already been kind of emotionally whether intentional or not, sometimes we can be more emotionally abusive to men because mm-hmm. we can out talk them or talk around them or things like that and, and not have our emotions under control. And sometimes the period only gives more excuse to add to that. And mm-hmm. we can all do better about our emotions, men and women. And so just tracking how you feel um every single day as an emotion so you can have an idea of when your period's coming yeah. and what emotions you feel because sometimes you may feel overly lovey. Sometimes you're like, I really need my space. Mm-hmm. That way you can like, have the words where it's like baby didn't do anything i just need a moment just just one of them days you know just you know just one of those like um that and then also absolutely absolutely and i've i've found myself having to do that because it's just there is no excuse to talk to people crazy and then i realized that we can't really address the emotions that periods give us if we always say that it's not true like, oh, you're just doing it. And that's one of the reasons why we're having difficulty. We yeah. say it's not an excuse, especially to other women or things mm-hmm. like that. And then we tell, then we tell men or someone else, like, Hey, I'm having this issue. Mm-hmm. We can't really deal with that issue because no one's dealing with it. We're acting exactly. like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that your emotions legit change. Yes. It's just like being pregnant for a few days. It's like. Real. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. it's, it's really crazy. And so I do think that we have to take it more serious if mm-hmm. we want more people to take it serious for us. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's a, a spiritual thing because, um, I forgot who I was looking at, but she was just saying that around time of your period, women used to take it easy. Now, yes, mm-hmm. we have some of those old stories that are like, go to the other side of the village. Right. You're dirty. And yeah. we're not talking about that. I'm talking about there are certain, um, practices where they're yes. just like, during your period time, this is queen time. Yes, like, you know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and, and it's beautiful. It's not always 
as accessible to everyone. And mm-hmm. again, just leaving room for all lived experiences. But if you can, yeah. it's a nice thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so just finding a way to make a spiritual connection to your body doing what it's doing and just encouraging your own self. Um, like you said, that that's where a lot of us, our confidence goes down when it comes to that time. Yes. And I think even as a grown woman, my confidence goes down or it gets a little shaky, you know, mm-hmm. but it just be the period. I'll be back to my gangsta after a couple of days. But, you know, we what can we do to treat ourselves better during that time versus trying to force ourselves to walk through life like everybody else, yes. you know, trying yes. to ignore it. That's just not real either. So, yeah. um, so thank you guys so much. Before we go, please tell them where they can find you, what you have going on, um, you know, and, and, Absolutely. and, you know, how they can get in touch with you or, or whatever you want to leave us with. I hope y'all want to find me. So <laughs> you, you can find me. My website is the period.com. Uh, you can find me at the period doctor on Twitter slash X and on Instagram. Uh, I'm also on TikTok at Dr. Shars. That's your thing. Um, but I also am working on writing a book. I will post on all channels about that. So please stay tuned. And I would love to connect with you. I'd love for you to be a part of my community at the period doctor. Yes, I love it. I'm so excited for this, for just for this relationship and to yes. know that you're like so close and mm-hmm. to know that just, there are so many, you know, vagina superheroes out there <laughs> and that um you guys are doing things, things that I didn't even have mm-hmm. growing up. And, you know, we're not even that old. So it's, you know, and um we will definitely come back and talk about like um getting into um, menopause or menigo or whatever we're calling it these days, um because that's very real, too. And it needs its own topic as it well. Um, so if you guys are listening or have any questions and things like that, please make sure you send them in. Um, I love you guys so much. Make sure you check out the links below. Um, Please make sure that you rate or review the podcast. Please make sure that you just share one of your favorite reels. Just tell someone. Um, Our vision is to grow and I can't do that without you. It costs absolute zero dollars and zero cents for you to tell someone about the podcast, for you to rate the podcast, review it, leave a comment, repost to your stories. It costs nothing, but we still have bills to pay. So um, please make sure that you um, check out our Patreon below. We're not asking you to just give without anything. We have over 250 um, classes, workshops, demonstrations. Um, I'm a different side of the vagina education. Yes. Um, and you know, you could, we could have to send you like one of the masturbation or like writing classes for your honeymoon or something. Okay. Bless you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We got to send you some stuff, like some, there's some fun stuff on there. Um, so make sure you guys check that out as well as, um, they have just a donation tier. If you're just like, I just fuck what you're doing, girl. I fuck with it. So, um, so make sure you guys check out those links below. I love you guys and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following not just another sex podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. So you don't miss our weekly episodes, but also if you want to keep the conversation going make sure that you follow us on instagram not just another sex pod as well as sexual.essentials don't forget to sign up to my patreon the link is in the description of this episode not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that but i also have almost 300 classes workshops private group chats hands-on demonstrations interviews behind the scenes footage and so much more if you want more from me then that's absolutely where you need to be if you would like to support this podcast make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends i'll see you next week